0: We sat down and we thought about okay, what are our rules? What does our relationship agreement look like? What is cheating? What isn't cheating? Hello. Hi.
1: Welcome back to the Poly Podcast. Woohoo! Episode three. <laughs>
0: I never know what to say after we do that first bit.
1: No, I know. That's a bit awkward. That's the awkward part of podcasting. <laughs> it is um, Especially when you're doing it a little bit uns- unscripted, you know?
0: Well, it is unscripted. I mean, we don't like write down a script for every episode.
1: No, no, we just have a general idea, don't we? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, good segue, today we have an excellent episode for you guys. We are going to be talking about our rules in our relationship, how we came up with our relationship agreement, uh, how we defined cheating when we opened our relationship, and yeah, I think, I guess, generally, how we think that actually having a relationship agreement helps, could help all relationships. I mean, it certainly could have helped my monogamous relationships if I actually sat down and talked to them about what.
1: Kind of like a prenup for...
0: For non-married <laughs> for people. For non
1: people. What are the rules? Yeah. Um But I think also we, we're not just doing that. We're also addressing the misconception that there is no cheating or there's no such thing as cheating in non-monogamous relationships, which...
0: Wrong. Is, <laughs> uh, is completely no.
1: false. And also I think that maybe... Um, some people might go into this thinking that cheating is kind of purely uh, physical and pure, or purely kind of or maybe like emotional cheating. That's kind of about an act itself. Where I think non-monogamous couples view it as um, the 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 de- deceptiveness, the deceit is is actually the the bad thing about cheating. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll change some perspectives a little bit. Um, or maybe we'll just reinforce. Some.
0: Or maybe you think we're just full of shit. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. But you know, it's so funny. Back back when I was a journalist in Australia, one of our lifestyle reporters wrote a story, and the headline was, "What is micro cheating and does it count?" And it was essentially like text messaging or like flirting or like kind of little like micro elements that could be considered cheating Mm -hmm. and that was our top story for weeks oh wow like people it clicked like mad because i think it just like struck a chord with so many people it was fascinating it was absolutely fascinating like every morning in stand up for weeks our editors were like oh yep and that micro cheating story like we're back on it like it was really interesting that is super interesting it's fascinating i think
1: people have uh you know, don't, obviously don't get me wrong, uh, being deceptive to your partner is a really horrible thing to do. But um, there's there's an idea that cheating or, you know, sleeping with someone else uh, outside of your relationship is like the worst thing that you can do. It's unforgivable, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, you, you've done more research and reading on this than I have. Uh, but, uh, you know... I think it's safe to say that your mindset kind of shifted around infidelity and things like that. Is that fair? 100%. I mean, we'll get into it. We'll Well, get into into it. it, We could talk about this forever. But you've got, I mean... There's something I
0: want to share with you. Yeah, I want to ask your opinion on something that I saw on Twitter recently, and then we'll get into the topic a bit further. But yeah, so I was... uh, And
1: and I'm going in totally blind.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been holding... Yeah. I mean, guys, like we live together. Like we spend a lot of time together. We do this podcast together, you know, and... I have said to Rich a couple of days earlier, like, before we record, I found this thing I want to talk to you about, and I, I'm not telling you. Yeah,
1: she's refused to tell me. So,
0: so this is, yeah, I just wanted to get your reaction, First time, I'm you know, live. This. I'm scared. <laughs> you don't need to be. It's just really interesting. So uh, I, you know, I don't know whether everyone knows, but I manage the Twitter, Rich manages our Instagram. So I'm on Twitter a fair bit. And I saw a tweet from somebody that said, if you need hierarchical non-monogamy to feel safe in your relationship then you have a lot of extra work that you need to do and that was something that I felt a bit seen because uh, we are it if we haven't already mentioned it like we are in a hierarchical open relationship like we do have a primary couple and then we we still do have like meaningful relationships with other people and we still do have sexual connections with other people but we and we'll talk about it on our rules today as well. Like one of our main rules is that we consider each other and date mindfully so that we're always got each other in, in mind. And a lot of our rules are centered around what a primary couple, i.e. what we want. So coming into this episode today and I saw that and I think this person was essentially saying like, if you need to know that you're the most important most important like if you're a primary partner if you need to have that primary relationship with someone to feel safe in non-monogamy then you need to do more work and I is a really interesting concept mm. because I, I really sparked a lot of questions for me because I was like do I need that to feel safe mm-hmm. so just wondering what you thought on on that idea
1: yeah that that is an interesting one and it's it's not a perspective that surprises me I think there are At the end of the day, I think the first thing I thought of when you said that was, that's quite a, that's a binary way of thinking. Mm. I think that's, that is a very binary way of thinking, which is something that I don't know about you, but I've personally tried my utmost to challenge any binary thinking I have. I can, I can certainly see why someone might think that, but... The end, at the end of the day, I, I also think that kind of, I, d- I think that is kind of, we, we try to be, we try not to be anti-monogamous, here, you know, on our podcast and just in our general lives. Oh, of course not. We, yeah, we don't. Just because we have found uh, this new dynamic that we think works for us doesn't mean that monogamy is no longer something that can work for 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 people i don't think that's fair i think that that monogamous people can learn a lot from non-monogamous people sure
0: totally but yeah. it doesn't
1: mean that we're preaching non-monogamy to them and i think if if this person thinks that being hierarchical means that you have got loads of work to do then what does that what do they think about monogamous people do they it, 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 i just think there's, a, there's an air of superiority to that statement it's a little bit self-righteous at the end of the day, some people still want to have that base, yeah, I to think kind so. of go back to and explore things outwardly from. So I, yeah, I, I disagree. I think in some cases that may be true. I think in some cases there might be people out there who are like, no, I really want to just be a relationship anarchist, or I want to not have hierarchy, or, or whatever. But they're they're kind of not taking that step because they have more work to do and maybe they haven't realized that yet yeah sure i think that's probably probably slightly more common than, than we may even realize but i mean i certainly don't think that's me personally and you know we put a lot of thought into this it's not like we just oh, kind of settled on this hierarchical way of doing things and i also think that we are hierarchical sure but only in so far as we have like two levels
0: we have our base
1: and then we have outside our base that's it absolutely yeah so yeah yeah. I mean I think
0: it's just um, what you said about the binary is exactly what I had thought about coming into this episode I think that everything is a spectrum I can't say enough I will say it until I die it's also not a hot take like people know this Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's it was something that I certainly had to apply that that principle of thinking to when we opened our relationship that everything's a spectrum and I think with your needs within non-monogamy is also a spectrum. You know, some people would need to have a monogamish style relationship where Mm -hmm. they're basically monogamous, but then they have a few things on the outside, but it's, you know, they do, maybe they'll still identify with monogamy or what have you. Mm all the way to relationship anarchy and everything in between. And I've always described our relationship as a hybrid of open relationships. So we have the hierarchy, but polyamory, more traditional polyamory, because we do have relationships. It's not just sex. It's not one night stands. It's like, we do have ongoing relationships with people. Mm -hmm. So I agree when you say it is a binary way of thinking. I think that I, I can understand where this concept comes from. It's focusing on security. It's focusing on you know, if you need one person to make yourself feel safe and comfortable, that could be derivative of monogamy. And in some ways I can see what they're saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At the same time, I think for me, needing and wanting to have a primary partner. Yes, it's about, yes, of course, I love having security. I love being part of a, a partnership and that's what's right for me. But for me, it's also looking forward. I do want to have um, a family maybe one day and, that for me, that structure of having one primary partner is what works for me when it for looking forward and and thinking about what we would have in the mm-hmm. future potentially. So yeah, it's funny that you should say the binary thing because that yeah. is exactly what I was thinking too.
1: Yeah, I mean, from there you can you could even broaden broaden it even further. With you mentioned families and stuff, what's to say that a family can't be and I'm broadening it quite a lot now. Go for it. <laughs> but um <laughs> but I think it's kind of still kind of relevant. Um what's to say that a family has to be two parents and and children that you could have a polycule and children. Absolutely, right? yeah. And that's and that's fine too. Um but some people at the end of the day some people just just need things a certain way and that doesn't mean that they've got work to do. Like mm. I do think that's a little bit condescending a little bit, you know.
0: Like I can see, I can understand the principle behind the thought. Yes, you know, and I think that's what you're saying. But it, it, it it's. But I I think it's a spectrum. That's yeah, what it comes down I to I think
1: that thought, the springboard for that thought, is, is is their own experience rather than thinking yeah. outside of their own experiences. I think you know.
0: Yeah, I get it. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like maybe for them, it was just like I needed this one person to be my primary partner, and. Maybe they weren't coming from monogamy like we were like we were, mm-hmm. and they're furthering their exploration. And I think there's, that's only to be commended. But yeah, I don't think that's right yeah. for everyone.
1: Yeah. In no way am I um, attempting to like shut this person down and say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that in in, in a weird sort of way, by, by trying to be incredibly open-minded, they've maybe, they've actually maybe narrowed the scope of their thought a little bit too much and... and to, to their own experience yeah. I, I think they maybe need to reconsider but you know at the but same thought time thought provoking right I, yeah it is thought it is very thought-provoking um and, and and just to clarify i'm I'm not the expert you know once again I only have my experience to go to go exactly by. exactly right yeah but I but I, I do I do think that um you know at the end of the day we, we wanted to do this podcast because we wanted to kind of also explore uh other aspects of polyamory and and, and other relationship styles so so yeah
0: so there you go yeah. Maybe. Um, Speaking of exploration, yeah. uh, you've been out in this world on some dates. Do you want to share any updates with anyone?
1: Uh no 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 I'm joking. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you don't have to we can just wait for a couple. No of weeks.
1: I've I've been on one date with someone uh, recently went went very well. Um, a new person. A new person yeah. Uh you're gonna have to come up with a name for this person. <gasps> oh um, yes how exciting. Pref- preferably a a, a a nice like maybe Alex. Okay. okay,
0: you didn't get to suggest it though. Oh, damn. I was going to suggest, gender- I was going to suggest neutral. like Jamie. Oh, yeah. Also, okay. one of the names of our plants who I love dearly. So,
1: <laughs> is that one of the healthy ones? Yeah, it's one it? of the healthy ones. <laughs> okay, well, that's right. Then. That's so, good.
0: shall we go with Jamie?
1: Sure, we'll go with Jamie. Uh, I spent about four hours, five Yeah.
2: Four hours. It was, it was like a pretty yeah, about four
1: decent hours length
0: for um, a first day
1: exploring uh, Stratford's wonderful Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park mm. um drinking way too much coffee <laughs> uh listening into uh, the the football game that was going on in in the stadium because uh, it was Arsenal and uh Maybe we'll alienate some viewers here, but we are Arsenal fans. <laughs> I was going to um, say, should we mention
0: it this early on? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: well, you know, maybe they can find solace in the fact that we drew 2-2 and, and potentially lost the, uh, lost the league. Um, <laughs> against West Ham. Against West Ham. Um, sorry, West Ham fans, but we should have beaten you and, and I looked at the stats. And, and you know what? Anyway, this is not the football if podcast. you
0: don't know that... That we can't help you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I don't even know where West Ham are in the league. I think they're doing okay, but like I said, this isn't a football podcast. No, we can leave some links to some football podcasts, Arsenal oh, ones, um, <laughs> indoctrinate a few, yeah, a few folks because yeah. I think there are some like club-centric ones. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it was Ask good.
0: Cast is one. I used to tweet. I used to trend every single weekend called Askcast. It's an Arsenal football podcast. I'm pretty sure.
1: Speaking about your Twitter days, my Twitter days,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alas,
1: um, Askcast. Yeah. Go check it out. It's. I mean, I'm, not I, I'm what Pretty sure. Think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure. Anyway, um,
1: yes. Yeah, so we. So you yeah, had a nice day, didn't yeah, you? It was great, and um, we'll we'll certainly see each other again. That's yeah, it's and, nice. Um, Just watch this space, I suppose. Not that I'm going to be sharing every nitty-gritty detail, but, you know.
0: That's exciting, (laughs) you know. It's nice, like, I mean, I've kind of recently, I sort of fired up my uh, field profile recently. You've been
1: going off on field. You've been there, like, every evening.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The thing is, like, I've not been really that... you know, my, my energy levels, my level of effort, as, we, as we'd say in tech is has been low. I've not really <laughs> been in, like, I just haven't been in the right headspace for a little while. Yeah. So I've just like not been dating for a while, right? Like pretty much since the beginning of the you year. You go through
1: peaks and troughs, don't you? Yeah, and, you do. I mean, I do too, but I think yeah. you more than me.
0: Yeah, I think like I think also because for me it's more of a choice rather than a like an orientation. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I. And I also, I'm very busy. I have a lot of friends and whatever. I just don't feel like I'm desperate for that. But I did say in the winter that maybe I'll have like a summer fling or whatever. And now it's above, um, you know, 12 degrees some days. Go wild. So I just thought, oh, you know, like always be laying that groundwork. Like these can take a while to find someone that you really connect with and that you enjoy their company. So, you know, what the hell. Yeah. And so I just like been chatting to some people. That's been great. And then out of the blue, this absolute... Smoke show of a human being, matches with me. Like I must have probably swiped yes like a long time ago, and mm-hmm. then maybe they find up their profile again, and then here we are. Yeah, I so, get
1: that sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Like, so
1: didn't I? Didn't I click the tick on you like four months ago? I mean, I don't even something recall. triggers in your brain. Yeah, or, or you don't even remember, and you're like, I don't remember
2: you.
0: And so we matched, and then he's a he, so he sent me a a message, and it was like, it was just. Like, what a first message, mm. you know? And we could talk about it. Like, I don't mind if someone sends like a, hey, how's your weekend? Like, write a creative response. That's what I do. If someone's like, hey, how's your weekend? I give them some specifics to work with so that we can start a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard out there. I sympathize with yeah. it's yeah. It's a tough one.
1: Especially for dudes. They've got to really cut through all that, you know, sludge
0: we yeah. have to cut through women's have to cut through sludge too come on
1: yeah but in a different way you have to kind of sift <laughs> what do you through mean? you're like you're like panning for gold and, and are we
0: all panning for gold
1: <laughs> yeah but the guys like the, the guys are the gold and they have to fight with the all the all the gravel kind of that you're i have no through. idea what you're
0: saying i think it's both the same on both sides no
1: because what i mean is like most guys will be like hey how's it going and then it's like oh it's a bit boring Whereas, like, you you want to cut through all those hey how how's it goings with a really good first message.
0: Oh, I thought and you were women... talking about people on the app, and I was like Richard. No,
1: no, no, and women get and women get so many more messages. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Than
1: than the than the dudes. Hundred percent. Yeah. So so he you know, this that's, guy that's like I mean okay
0: that. yeah that makes total sense. Yes, and he, it does. He, and Thank he, you. You know what? Like it's exactly what you were saying. He. Got my attention. He was like, hey, how's it going? Like, asked me some really interesting questions and engages my profile. Like, from the fact that he picked out of my profile, I knew that he'd read right to the end. Right to the end. And I was like, wow. And then I looked at these pictures and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is absolutely gorgeous. Like, what a good looking dude. Shredded. Yeah. yeah, Like, that body. Oof. You know? I, I wouldn't say no. And so well, then,
1: obviously, that's why we're here. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I responded like a couple of hours later. I hadn't seen the message, and I said to you, I showed you the pictures, and you were like, "Oh, babe, it's, it's been a good, it's been it's been yeah, a good I,
1: run." I, I joked. I said, <laughs> "Look, if you want to leave me for this guy, fine. It's been a good
0: run, you but know. But you know what?
1: We're in an open relationship, so
0: we don't have to. Well, we can we can have both. We can have our it too." Um, and so I said to you, I said this guy has sent me an interesting opening message. He is hot to trot. What <laughs> to is... <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Have you never heard hot to trot?
1: Hot to trot. Is that, a, is that an Aussie thing? I, I guess. Probably. People it, uh, get in touch with us <laughs> and tell us, is hot, hot to, to trot, trot a thing uh, everywhere? Or 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 is it just the Australians that, that know uh, it?
0: I don't know. What, it could just be a me thing. Who knows? That's
1: our weekly poll.
0: So, our <laughs> weekly poll. So he was gorgeous. And I said to you, I really hope he doesn't say anything that like, like who who has both, who has like the great message and the and the hot body. Like, you know, it's hard, it's, it's hard out there to find to someone who ticks these boxes. Yeah. I hope he doesn't say, I hope he doesn't come back with me to me. Like that he's a Trump supporter or that he's a turf. I don't know. Like I just, you know, so we said, ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I didn't, Factor in was that maybe he wouldn't respond at all. Maybe he
1: wouldn't say anything. Full stop.
0: So the moral of this story is: stay humble out there, kids. Yes. Because he's not responding. And also <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and
1: also, like, what? Oh. Just, just what kind of person, uh, you know, puts so much thought into that first message, and then just. Then just drops the so combo He
0: hasn't even seen it Like there's another guy That I was like Really just like mm. You know Just Does lukewarm it say they've been at online? best No uh, So this other guy Like I, he had seen my message Hasn't responded It's like fine We were not vibing yeah. But he's not seen it So he's probably like Dating other people Or out or whatever And just hasn't fired up the app Give
1: it six months but, <laughs> And then and.
0: But anyway yeah. It was just a moment Where I was like Siobhan Be humble Sit down Sit down, down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh funny. And, so on and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Shall we get into today's topic? We'll get into
1: today's topic, shall we?
0: Yeah. We'll do you want do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, so I mean I first of all, I think a really good place to start is to just address this idea that you know how many times have you heard the phrase, Oh, it must be so good not to have to worry about cheating.
0: Yeah, a couple of times, yeah. Like. It must be, uh, you know, it's been, it's really been, it's been tough for you to open your relationship. But now that you have, it must be so nice. You don't have yeah. to worry about cheating. Now
1: you can just plow left, right and center. And you don't have to worry about, about them plowing left, yeah. right and center. Just great. Just all the plowing.
0: And I do think it's that. really
1: nothing like that, guys.
0: <laughs> and I do think that people think that because you're non-monogamous in some way, that you've got this like really steel security like you're super strong and really you're secure thick skin. Yeah. yeah like you don't like nothing's going to bother you mm-hmm. that oh well if they sleep if, if your partner sleeps with other people then nothing must bother you mm. and and that that is not, that's not true.
1: Which is funny because somehow that's the peak of discomfort. Yeah, you know? it is, yeah. <laughs> which,
0: which is an which, interesting concept, yeah. isn't it? It's it like is just like now. you said earlier, you know, this idea that cheating is the worst possible thing that you could ever do to a mm. partner. And by when we say cheating, we mean like the physical act of sleeping with somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, per, like I've been cheated on in the past and for me the hardest thing was not the knowledge of the physical relationship but the emotional one mm-hmm. and so it's it's just a really interesting experience that I've had but just that people seem to think that that's the pinnacle of doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. and I think it's so much more complicated than that
1: yeah well I mean if we could just like I just want to use a, a kind of tv show that we've just watched is a really good example of, of of what you're talking about with the physical versus the emotional and we watched um there's probably a lot of people watching it at the moment on netflix uh, beef
0: oh yeah
1: um which can't we, recommend it enough yeah it's such so a good, good show, yeah such a good show um
0: Also, spoilers ahead. If you just rewind, fast forward about five minutes or whatever. Yeah. So,
1: spoiler alert (laughs) coming up. If you haven't watched it, um, if you haven't watched it, then what are you doing with your life? It's amazing. Probably, probably living your life. To be fair, but anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) rather than sitting on your ass watching TV. So, there are two. These two characters. Not going to name names. These are two characters uh, in a relationship. One of them has a sort of emotional affair. Mm. and the other has a physical affair and it's just super interesting to see like the one who's had the physical affair gets told first about the emotional affair like like they haven't revealed that they've had a physical affair yet but they ask the question did you say i love you to this person Mm. And it's that it kind of all hinges on that question in in a, in a well to some degree
2: yeah.
1: And I just I mean we even paused it I think and spoke about we it. We had to stop right then and we there like, and talk about is it. Yeah, this so interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: and like you know, obviously this person has the knowledge that they have slept with someone else. Yeah, deceitfully, and it it, it ties me with what you were just saying about how, you know, for you, the emotional aspect really is what's important. And that's what hurts. That's what hurts more.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think if we, I mean, we're supposed to be talking about rules and we've just like got straight into the cheating. But I just like think if we tie it back to how we kind of took that into account when we formed our rules, I remember early on saying to you, I want your relationships to be as casual as possible. And by that, mm. I meant the smallest amount of emotional strings attached. Mm-hmm. I remember not being all that concerned about the sex or or anything. And to this day, we don't have, like some couples will sit down with their relationship agreement and say, oh, there's certain sex acts that you can't do with your other partners. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have that. And I was never really concerned about that. It was the emotional connection that I was afraid of losing from you. And I was afraid that you would form with other people that was going to jeopardize our connection. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but this is it. Like,
0: it's just so, it's different for everybody.
1: Yeah. So obviously like one of the ways that we tried to, well, I didn't try to, one of the things that we needed was to lay down some rules so that we knew what cheating was to us. Um, and, 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 and the, you know, the emotional aspects of that are, are what's most important, I think, for us personally. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about how that came about. We obviously got the, we decided that we needed to get them written down, right? <laughs>
0: so I, maybe because I have like a bit of a neurotic personality type. But I remember coming to you and saying, "I need us to write this down. I need a like a one-pager, you know?" And so
1: Isn't it like two pages though?
0: <laughs> no, it's a one page. Is it one page? Yeah, it's a one A4 Google so Doc
1: synced with our rules. We
0: just didn't we just didn't you know, not here to fuck spiders. That is an Australian, isn't it?
1: That is very Australian. And, Sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> I don't
0: know and what to tell you. We so we did, we wrote it down. Like we sat down and we thought about, "Okay, what are our rules? What does our relationship agreement look like what is cheating what isn't cheating and then also like other stuff that is important in terms of what we needed to feel safe I suppose is how you describe it
1: yeah and immediately obviously there were some differences between you and me which were really inter- interesting I think one of us being uh, female presenting one of us being male presenting yes there are certain concerns <laughs> Uh, I think we I think what, some of the interesting ones we should probably just go through some of the interesting ones.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Like curfews. Yeah, so <laughs> which I just kinda of sounds really really authoritarian. It's but it's very not.
0: like it's it's very much um <laughs> it does sound a bit like Roger, if you're not at home by midnight, then you're gonna get in trouble and have to go and to the And You're concession. sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. So <laughs> um, I read about the idea of curfews in Susan Wenzel's book, Happy Life in an Open Relationship. Can't recommend it enough. And she basically talked about how her and her now husband, but partner at the time, boyfriend at the time, had uh, a curfew and it was midnight. And then they extended it to two o'clock when 2am when they kind of got more mm-hmm. comfortable. So uh, that was something that I wanted to introduce. I didn't want to, and we, to this day, we don't actually do sleepovers, do we? Like, it's very much you've got to be home. I think it's one o'clock at 1 a.m. now that we yeah. have. Well,
1: just to clarify, we don't do sleepovers unless, like, we both have a sleepover, if that makes sense. Or if one of us is away from home, then, yeah, then we absolutely. might. Yeah, then we
2: might do that. Then but,
0: that's fine. But yeah. more that I just remember us both sort of discussing that for us to feel safe, we wanted to be able to come together at the end of the day, even yeah. if the end of the day was two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock for us, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. is to come together at the end of the day and get back into the same bed together and wake up together. And then the next morning and sort of yeah. reconvene in a Re- strange way.
1: Return to base.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's kind
1: of what we, uh, I mean, I meant I alluded earlier that we're each other's base yeah. and I don't mean a musical instrument, but I mean like, a base camp <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we're not here like. absolutely <laughs> um yeah and it just sort of helps us re- reconnect and and we both we both like that we, yeah. we're, bo- we're both a little bit
0: like we're both really happy with that for now i don't know whether yeah. like that could change in the future i don't know
1: oh yeah so the reason are all flexible guys these are all flexible i
0: think as well like it's funny and i'd love to do a better like a relationship on boundaries with an expert at some point but yeah. I think when I look at our, my rule, our rules and, and how we, we just say, because a lot of people ask, okay, how does it work? What are the rules? Mm. And I think another way of describing our rules could be like our set of boundaries because they're things that make us feel safe and they're things that we put in place so that we can function within the relationship and we look after ourselves. And that's kind of what these are, you know, um, we should, we should just get up the list of rules.
1: Where are the list of rules? they here. I'm just going to open. Just, 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 just bear with this, listeners while well. we, we, we get the, uh, the list of rules. Where's the... Well, I don't know where going because we're already on the joint Google email. Google Docs, yeah. We just need to go over here and click on that and then click on that. And then we go...
0: Richard, call, here they are. Richard called it Polly Rules because it also was Polly Rules.
1: Polly Rules.
0: I can't believe we didn't open them at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so we have like a list of general rules. We've got sharing information about our ethical partners, which is another section. And then we've got safety, safety rules. rules.
1: In, bra- <laughs> in brackets. Do we mention what it says in brackets? In brackets
0: it says for when dating men. For
1: when dating men. I'm-
0: but, you know, if you – I'm sorry. I'll say I've said it once. I'll say it again. If you can't acknowledge that women and female presenting people are less safe in this world – then cease straight white men, then I can't help you.
1: I'm just going to expand that to if, uh, particularly women, absolutely, but anyone that's that's dating men in general. Yeah. I mean,
0: the trans community?
1: Without getting, like, without, even in gay relationships, um, you know, two male, uh, you know, sometimes quite, quite a lot actually there's domestic abuse there as well. And there's also, there is a danger there. It's just less heard about, I guess, as as well, but it, but it's very much an issue too. So yeah, you know, it, that's why it's, that's why those rules apply to both of us. 100%. You know? Yeah. 100%. That's why those rules apply to both of us.
0: Um. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Yes. so as we mentioned earlier, we definitely have, uh, we have a hierarchical relationship. So we talk about, like prioritizing us and making choices that are important like with the, with the thought and with the idea of the nesting relationship or the primary relationship in mind. Um, and we talk about, we don't have curfews. We don't, we do have curfews. Sorry. We don't do sleepovers. You know, we want to come back together at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that sort of a kind of leads into another one, which is that we don't have people. We don't host. We don't have people at our home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because that's, that's our, our space. safe space. That's somewhere that we can come just together. Also, obviously, when your child comes over as well, like that's a place that yeah. is just a family space. Yeah. And of course, that can be complicated. I'll talk about it a bit later uh, when you're dating someone who also has a similar rule and the sort of creative things you might have to do to, to get around that if you want to uh, sleep with them.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we have, uh, another thing that I've just noticed as well is we actually referred to our... Our home as the nest.
0: Oh, cute! Did we? Yeah, we did. I haven't looked at these in ages. Always
1: come home to the nest after a date. How
2: sweet!
0: That is so cute. Um,
1: you know, and that's I. I think that comes from the whole nesting partner thing.
0: Yeah, that is cute. Which is which is which is a really
1: cute. uh, Yeah. Little quirky name that people.
0: Like to like to use. I do. I really like that. Um, and another one as well that we've got there is just being aware of dating people at work that you're likely to spend more time with than mm. the nesting partner. And, you know, I mean, you've been at university so when we've been dating. Like you've mm-hmm. seen people at uni, but at the same time, it's like a one class a week. It's not every single day. Yep. And I think you know, once we've both got regular employment and doing things, maybe we'll revisit that. But a lot of people do meet at work. It's just. Yeah, it's also an interesting question of do you like is it ethical or not ethical? But like dating someone at work that everyone at work knows you're in a open relationship, but then you're dating someone else, and it's like, what? I don't know. It's I guess that's just more of a personal thing. Like, do but, I keep that separate or yeah, not? Well, like, a, I don't know.
1: There's also the whole thing about, uh, you know how. Some jobs won't even allow allow for it. Like they might absolutely frown upon it or think, or I, I don't know, there's still such a huge misunderstanding, hence yep. why we're doing this podcast, um, about polyamorous relationships, open relationships, um, yeah. non monogamous relationships. Some people general. can't say that they're so, open or yeah. non monogamous. Like, yeah. So there's that sort of element it, as well that you have to be careful yeah. about. How is it going to impact your, potentially impact your social life? As well, your professional life, professional all of life, it. I mean, the social life within your professional life is, is kind oh, of I, what see. I mean. Right, like right. how if someone, if if Joe in accounting hears that you're uh, in an open relationship and she's she, not, ha- you know, that kind of rubs her the wrong way. Could yeah. it could could gossip and stuff? That's not a help. That becomes a hostile work environment. to it's not to an safe. Extent. Yeah, um, yeah. So
0: this and there's so much to consider. You know, thinking about these things, and I think. If I was to date somebody at work, I mentioned in the last episode that there was someone that I used to work with that I had quite the crush on. That still hasn't takes me back, but whatever, guys, I'm over it. I've, I've let it go. I've left the bench. Are you sure? Yeah,
1: I'm fine. <laughs> you do, you, you've resigned. I've
0: resigned from the from the team. <laughs> yeah, but
1: you're gonna go. You're gonna go play in Saudi Arabia. What? Cristiano Ronaldo reference. That's not funny. It's funny.
0: I'll cut it out. No.
1: <laughs> there's a football theme going on oh my gosh uh
0: so you know there's that and i think that that was that was different but you have to be careful i suppose when you're thinking about what you're going to date yeah who you're going to date at work what or you're, you're going to you, date you, <laughs> who you're going to date at work or don't objectify you're you. <laughs> going to do that um can
1: I, we just i just really want to address the most important rule on the list oh yeah okay. absolutely Shower and brush your teeth after a date or chew gum if meeting the nesting partner immediately after being with the CNN partner. On
0: our episode outline, I wrote, this is my favorite rule because (laughs) it's it's so me. Uh, It's just, I remember, honestly, and actually I remember it because it was the first time you kissed someone Mm. outside our relationship and we met up afterwards, like straight afterwards. And I remember like giving you some gum before you left the house that morning. And... (laughs) And was just like, please chew this before you see me this afternoon. And so that I mean, I, I don't know whether I would necessarily like you didn't do that the other day, but that's probably like the rule that we did have like earlier yeah, on. It's,
1: it's intermittent. I find that sometimes you're you're, you're I'm chill in, about it. Chill about it, and other times you're a bit more insistent about it, which is fine.
2: You
0: know? Yeah. I definitely I I, I <laughs> depends on how i feel about when you come home and i want you to brush your teeth but usually if you've slept with someone i definitely want that if you've just been out on a date with somebody then i'm like not too fast but we both are very big on they like if you've slept with somebody you get home and have a shower
1: yeah and that's fair i think that's fair i think i even try to do that before coming home
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes you come home and you're like i'm showered already and i'm like that is impressive i
1: jumped in the fountain at trafalgar square <laughs> <laughs> Just had a bit of a scrub in there, like I'm actually dirtier now, but I don't have any sex sweat on me anymore.
0: Cost of living crisis, am I right? Got to get those bills absolutely. out. Oh I, and, I, and, and I
1: don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put pump the bills up for the person who I'm sleeping with. You know? <laughs>
0: Oh gosh! Oh, also- uh, yeah, sorry.
1: I just, I just jumped in the. Uh, I went to Leicester <laughs> Square and you know that little fountain. I just jumped in there for for five minutes because because um, <laughs> they're on a meter, so <laughs> you know.
0: Oh my god! If you, oh my god! How funny! Um, obviously another one that I actually have just scrolled past, but it was, it's about safe sex.
2: Oh yeah, that's an obvious. Well, uh, that's, that's a big one, yeah.
0: and obviously everyone should be practicing safe sex. It's incredibly important, but our specific rule is like, it's not on unless it's on. Yes. Condoms. As <laughs> Essentially. In con- con- it's not on unless it's yeah. on, you know? Yeah. So that's obviously a really important one, but as mentioned before, we don't really have any other strict rules around sex, do we? Not particularly, no. Like, I, we, neither of us felt comfortable sort of prescribing what you could or couldn't do. Yeah. With. Other partners, some people do, and like that's fine. Like live your truth, whatever you need. That was just not something that we really felt like we needed to do, you know. And once
1: again, that comes down to the a lot of the a lot of it being sort of more emotional, just like emotional rules and things. Yeah, absolutely. Rather Rather than physical ones. Yeah. And I think I'd be I would be surprised if that wasn't the case for the majority of people. Yeah. But once again. Uh, I mean, some people do get in touch <laughs> if you think I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear people's rules. Yeah, well, so, I, yeah,
1: I want to hear people's rules. I want to, I want well, to, hear, I, just know. I always want, want to hear people's opinions in general. So, um, yeah, at the end, at the end of this episode, uh, as as usual, we will, we will give you the, the, the means with which to contact us,
0: contact us, Drop and, us a line and
1: start getting involved and in, in sort of being part of our conversation. That would be awesome because
0: I'm sick of just talking to Richard. I'm joking.
1: Oh, don't blame me. <laughs> That's why we see other people, so we can talk, <laughs> so we can talk to other people <laughs> in, in in romantic ways.
0: Oh gosh. Um, okay, so the next sort of category is sharing information with other, uh, with and about other partners, and this is important as well because it depends on your nature of your relationship, really. But you know, you want to have information that maybe is just for us or that you have just for your other partners that you're not necessarily going to share with me. Yeah, And like privacy is important, you know?
1: Yeah. I remember the, at first, uh, we, rather than just telling each other about the dates or whatever. I mean, this is still something we kind of do now, but I think more so in the beginning where it would be like, I would say, what do you want to know? Yeah. You ask yeah. the questions and I'll give you the answers. Otherwise, I, I won't tell you just in case. But now I think we're a little we're a bit more relaxed about that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, don't really mind. And things grow and change, and that's what's so important about our rules. But I think with anyone's boundaries or rules or what you want to call them, they need to be malleable. They need to be able to shift and change as you grow and change. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it within the context of a primary partner than as the couple like as we grow and change and become comfortable with things or are interested in trying things so yeah I mean I think we're a bit more relaxed about it now it was definitely more stringent at least on my behalf when we first opened our relationship I was asking questions about what I wanted to hear and what I didn't want to hear and you know we I think we did a really good job of that and there are some things about us and about you that I don't share with other people or I with, don't deliberately withhold, but just kind of keep things to myself because there is a level of confidentiality, particularly in our relationship, but other people too, you know, mm-hmm. they want to open up. They want to share things with you. And I don't think at least for our dynamic You having a relationship with someone else, I don't need you to come home and like sit down and be like, okay. So then after dinner, we spoke about this, 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 and this, you know, I need a highlights package just like I would whenever you went, if you go with any other friend, Mm -hmm. you know, how is this person? What did you do? What was going on? And then organically, as time goes on, you might say, oh, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. And that's cool too, Mm -hmm. but it's not like I need a. Or either of us need a, you know, blow-by-blow, blow, yeah, you know, information about what was mm-hmm. done and said,
1: yeah, you know. And I think, just sort of moving on from from that aspect a little bit, but mm-hmm. some of the things that really do need to be shared, and this is, I think, this is probably always the case. Certainly for us, is uh, is anything that may impact either each other or, as in you know your your nesting partner Mm.
2: um
1: Mm. or the relationship as a whole you know and sharing information in in that sense yeah true um and you know what being open to concerns that's literally one of the rules we need to be open to concerns that each other might have because if we're concerned that it could potentially cause rifts or whatever or cause conflict um with 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 each other or with the other, other m partners then um you're going to want to address that to court you know to to just to kind of make everyone feel safe and happy and
0: absolutely and also you know you have to be aware of possible you know abuse or other forms mm-hmm. of sort of violence there are of course instances where this happens and mm-hmm. your partner it hasn't happened to us but I've read a lot about, so I have read, you know, I've read a lot about these things and about some partners going out and dating and meeting people that aren't healthy for them and the toxic dynamic starts and no one is immune from that and having the benefit of having a primary partner or someone that you're quite close to or a number of partners is that you're able to then share those experiences and have someone who is genuinely looking out for you and so that's why I think it's so important that if one of us had that concern, we have to take that seriously, you know. Totally. And I just, yeah, wanted to validate that sometimes there is abuse that happens in primary relationships or in other relationships outside of a primary relationship. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's important to remember those things.
1: Yeah. And back to, I guess, back to the, the original question. Well, not the original question, but like the, the whole question around, not there being no cheating in an E and M relationship. Um, if you break any of these rules, <laughs> yeah, that is cheating. Yeah, uh, that is be, you're being de- especially if you're not, you know, speaking about it at all. That's that's deception. Um, so hundred percent. And and of course, deception is something that everyone is afraid of in all kinds of relationships. Right? It's not just something that happens in monogamous relationships. <laughs> yeah. The best way to deal with that and protect yourself from it is communicating. Communicate with your partner people. Um, not your partner people. Your partner people. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh people. Develop. I think developing a deeper connection is definitely how we got through it. Mm. I, I really think that having... Acknowledging that you're attra- you can be attracted to other people, even if you're monogamous, it happens. Like, you can't avoid that. That's just human nature, right? Absolutely. So, whenever I see depictions in movies or TV shows of like the, like that, I'm doing air quotes for for the listeners, um, the kind of uptight wife that Mm. catches the husband checking someone out, I'm just a bit like, first of all, dated trope. Second of all,
2: like,
1: why? Why? Why would. I don't. I don't understand because it happens both ways. You know, when oh, of course, we check yeah. out other guys too. I'm talking about straight people here, but in any sort of relationship, like your partner will acknowledge, in even to themselves, that they've seen someone that they find physically attractive at the very least. What, let's not. Let's stop chastising each other for just having normal human instincts right yeah like to put it clinically and whatever but i I, i'm i'm kind of just sick of this whole thing so if you develop a a stronger connection with your partner to the point that you can even just talk about that and just i you and me all the time we're always like did did you see that
2: guy (laughs) yeah
1: he doesn't skip leg day you know what (laughs) i mean all the time yeah absolutely i say all the time we're not total perverts just just slight, mild ones. Just mild ones. Um <laughs> And we're always subtle guys. Subtlety is key. Um so but like the fact that we can do that honestly is one of my favorite things about not just not non-monogamy, but us. Our relationship. Our yeah, relationship. Absolutely. And um this, this isn't the we have the best relationship in the world podcast. Believe me, we've done some hard work.
0: There's some stuff. <laughs>
1: There's some stuff. We'll talk about it. But overall, I, I just think developing that deeper connection. For us, non-monogamy helped us do that. For other people, they they can they can do it by checking other people out in front of each other and (laughs) talking about it openly and acknowledging that it's normal. I just think that yeah. I think I'm 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 I'm, I'm going off now but (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's getting hot. I'm getting hot. It's um I think what it you know, I say to people and I, I think people in the non monogamous community will understand when I say that opening our relationship brought us stronger together. I think when you say that to someone who hasn't experienced non-monogamy, that feels a bit counterintuitive Mm -hmm. and it certainly can sound that way. It did to me when we first started being non-monogamous. I think the – re and and what it comes down to is communication. It sounds obvious, but it is. If I had sat down with my ex-boyfriends, because I was back when I thought I was straight – our ex, my ex-boyfriends <laughs> and I said to them, "What does monogamy look like to you? What things can and can we not do? Why are you uncomfortable with that? Why am I uncomfortable with what you've suggested? What what is going to make this work for us if we designed our own relationship? And I don't know. We don't have to. People don't have to write it down. I'm a writer. I write things down. That's what I like to do." then we would have communicated, we would have been on the same page. So then we would have had a stronger relationship. Like those things are all linked. If you communicate, you talk about your needs, you talk about your desires, you set boundaries and then you listen to what your partner is saying about the same stuff, by nature, you're going to get closer together. Yeah. And so I think that this whole setting, having a a relationship agreement, whether it's verbal, whether it's written, whatever – like, I think every couple should sit down and talk about this stuff.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: because there's so many assumptions, at least in my experience, there's so many assumptions in monogamy. I've always yeah. thought that like going and having a flirt at the cute guy that makes a coffee in the morning or chatting someone up, like having a flirt with someone at the gym or whatever, like checking people out at bars. For me, that's never been a problem. Mm. I, I've always done that. My partners have always done that in monogamy. And what? that's not been a problem, right? <laughs> yeah but for some people that's not okay mm-hmm. and i think that that you should communicate that because how many times have you heard people saying now i'm going off how many times have you heard <laughs> people say oh so my partner you know always flirts with this guy at the um, at the gym and i don't like it or my partner is always flirting with the cute girl that makes his coffee in the morning and it's like okay, that clearly bothers you. Why haven't you spoken about that with your partner? Mm -hmm. Why is that not something that you already know makes that person uncomfortable? Why have you not unpacked that with them? There's so much room for growth there. Yeah. And I just am such an advocate for this sort of style of thing now that I've come come to terms with it and I've done it myself. Mm -hmm. I just think that my relationships could have been so much healthier if I'd had these discussions, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think it starts with this need to protect ourselves I think in some ways hmm. um and that's okay it's okay to feel protective because that's also a normal human response yeah. to when they when someone feels attacked or, or whatever it's, it's quite primal in that sense but it's about how we choose to channel that protective energy instead like rather than just letting it run wild, rather than just letting it be that primal thing, we go, okay, is this uh, is this rational or is this like out of fear? Is this like a fear response? You know what I mean? Mm. And obviously, like, <laughs> in a more natural setting, it would be, oh, there's a predator coming to get me. Um, and you just act immediately. You don't yeah. stop and think about mm. it because of of that rather than our brains kind of keeping up with with you know I guess the society we live in now which is much more structured and kind of we know what to expect it's um it's 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 still being triggered by things that it maybe shouldn't be (laughs) like yeah absolutely like oh this this person is chatting up my partner I don't like that i and your brain just acts automatically, you know, it's the heuristics of the brain kind of just going mm-hmm, off and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just doing what it thinks it should be doing. we really, in those moments, you should sort of step back and be like, what exactly is the threat here? And nine times out of ten, there isn't one at all. Absolutely. There is no threat. Um, perfect example. I'm not going to say where I heard this because I don't think it would be fair because it's from another podcast, that I think. I mean, I love this podcast, it's brilliant. But basically, someone was talking about a time they went on a date with someone, and there were two. Uh, two of the, it was a it was a female going on a date with a man, and there were two of the girls there. Who, when she went to the bathroom, moved in and started chatting up the guy. Oh. Yeah. Now the guy, as far as I can tell, wasn't particularly interested in in them. He was just being polite and talking back. And this, was, this kind of had been kind of building up throughout the evening. And she came back from the bathroom and just went off. Like, shouted at both of them.
0: Wait, so the two girls and the guy?
1: Yeah. Or just the two girls? No, shouted at the two girls and so her date. So all of them, yeah. All of them. Sorry, yeah, all of them. That's why I just wanted to clarify Both yeah. groups, both parties. Both the of two, the groups, Both of yes. the parties that were <laughs> the present. The party of two and the party of one, her date. I was listening to this and I was just like well is that really fair? He hasn't necessarily given you any reason to think that he's going to go home with these two. He's on a date with you. Yeah. Maybe he's just being plot. If that happened to me, I'd just be I would just be like hey, what's going on?
0: I would talk back too, but then
1: I'd be like um sorry, love- can you like I I'd I'd say uh, hey, sorry, we're we're on a date, like it's fine if you want to talk to him like yeah. For a moment, but I'm back from the, t- the bathroom now. Can I have my seat back? Because they sat where she was sitting.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: And so I'd just be like, hey, oh, yeah, I'm on a date with this guy. Can well, you... This is the thing. I'd poli- I wouldn't just go off, you know what I mean? That's the fear response kicking in, right? Absolutely. It's the kind of like, yeah. And, and it kind of ties in with jealousy that we were talking about last week as well, you know?
0: It does. And I think, you know, this is the thing. It's, it's not really our fault that we've come to think this. You know, that's what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. You've got the word mononormativity written on the outline yeah and i had to practice saying that that's a really good voice exercise (laughs) like to you know prime your your voice before you start talking but it's true that is steeped in our culture it's it's not our fault Mm -hmm. that that's what we've come to think is what we need to do there's so many books on it it's a really fascinating concept when you drill into it mm-hmm. and it is really hard to break away from that mm-hmm. so that person's that girl's response of yelling and screaming like it's not her fault that she's got these ingrained thoughts oh it, yeah it is our responsibility to change the way that we behave to those and mm-hmm. and have some inquiry and think about why we're responding that way but yeah it's it's just you grow up with this idea that this is what it's going to look like. This is what love is and mm-hmm. this is what this is what you need to find. But because we're humans, we all interpret things differently. Exactly. So what people think is okay and what people don't think is okay and people's responses to that, it's inherently complex and it's why people talk about love and relationships and they have been for centuries and centuries. So yeah. I think it's a really interesting
1: and, and, sort of concept. And this is why... When I mean, if you're a listener and you're kind of maybe listening because you want to explore non-monogamy, and maybe you're in a in what is currently a monogamous relationship, or you've been with someone for a really long time, my what I would say, based on our experience, is like when transitioning from a monogamous dynamic to an ENM one, and this is why we did it too. Mm. Writing down the rules is a really great way to confront any of those sort of ingrained insecurities that stem from what what you said mononormativity, earlier, mononormativity <laughs> or mon- monogonormativity. there's no real word i it's kind of made up yeah. I, I even discovered that when i typed it and it came up with a Can red just line say, but
0: go on go on <laughs> i've got something to say on that
1: well i was just going to just to finish like confront any of those in- in- insecurities that stem from mon- mononormativity or elsewhere cuz it's not like, all our insecurities don't come from mononormativity um yeah they come from many different places but there's certainly some that I think come from the ingrained belief that monogamy is, is natural or, or the only way or the right way, etc. So,
0: I love yes. that you said that. I think that you're so right about writing down those rules. And really, it forced us to sit down and really explore what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to do. And it's a really great, especially if you are, as you said, opening your relationship like we did. It was a really good sort of signposting of where we were at, where I was at, where you were at in terms of what we were comfortable with, what we could not couldn't do and that we had it in black and white where I was up to in my opening up journey and where I was learning and what I needed from you to help me feel safe so that I could move forward and the same for you, where you were at, what you were wanting to explore and where you were at in terms of what you needed from me to help you to celebrate your identity and to, to grow further. So, yeah, I think it's a great tool to prompt that communication. Mm-hmm. I really love that you said that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I think we've covered it. I don't know what that was. So. I've started doing that um, at restaurants. People are like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it's come from.
1: Anyway... Um, it's time for a new segment. We're not going to do what we normally do. Question of the week. We're not going to do question of the week. We're going to do um, a set, a new section. Hopefully, we'll do a recurring this again. Section if, we'll come hopefully, up. it's recurring if yeah. this goes well. But it's called Poppy Amory.
0: Okay. Well, my suggestion for the segment name was Polypop Pop Culture, but Richard has suggested. Poppy Amory We'll do a
1: vote We'll do a vote We're going to do another (laughs) poll Poppy Amory or Poppy Pop Culture We'll do it After this After this is released We'll uh, we'll do Oh my gosh um, Hysterical a A little poll And you guys can decide
0: It's kind of like In Peep Show How it's Consultio, consultius. <laughs> it's polypop pop culture or poppy Emery.
1: Maybe we'll just call it polypop pop culture poppy amory.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like like with a slash like in between. Johnson.
1: Yeah. Okay. So basically, this whole segment is um, we look at something from pop culture, like a like a relationship in a TV show or or something something that's happening that's relevant, and we kind of reimagine it as a if 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 it was a polyamorous world sort of thing. Is that is that a fair yeah way of describing I it? I think so. Um so this time on uh polypop culture poppyamory
0: we're gonna
1: <laughs> t- we're gonna be talking about Phoebe
0: Buffet. From friends ever heard of it?
1: It's a really niche show uh barely anyone's Seen it? Just so Google it. You'll you'll, you'll find Netflix it. It's on Netflix somewhere, but you you have to type it in F dot I dot E dot N dot D dot S.
0: So it's quite a journey, but trust me, you'll. It's really it's a good show. It's like, dated. It.
1: It's a bit dated. It's from the
0: 1990s, but watch it. I think I think it's worth. A few watching. few
1: episodes worth skipping over just because it's 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 offensive <laughs> and whatever, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know yeah.
0: So, yes, we're going to discuss Phoebe Buffet And we're going to kind of talk about her Within the context of two Yeah,
1: two two of her Different of her situations, situations That she has The first one This is in chronological order
0: Yep, cast your mind back
1: Is um Jason, who was a chef And Vince, who was a fireman And she was dating them both at the same time And felt kind of shitty about it, right? And she couldn't pick Pick between the two And
0: if you'll recall Basically one of them Was like really sweet And then one of them Has a really good body And she was trying to decide
2: yeah.
0: Between so, who Based yeah. on that And then she realises That the other one With the good body Is also sweet And the sweet one Is also with the good body So she's in this yeah. Pickle Who would you have chosen And essentially <laughs> The question that we You know She's coming up against and, and the common Sort of thing that we see In a lot of Sort of pop culture Is The idea that This person has to choose Between to mm-hmm. love interests. Yes.
1: And of course that happened again for Phoebe with David, who science guy. Science guy. Um Who's played by Misk? Hank Azaria famously. Oh, there you go. And the the cinnamon bun that is Paul Rudd <laughs> playing Mike. Mike.
0: And again she, you know, Mike doesn't want to get married and then she breaks up with him and then starts dating David because David does want to get married but then Mike comes around and Mike says, I do want to marry you and so they're both about to propose on the same night and mm-hmm. again, she's got to choose and I mean, I understand that with the way that marriage laws are now, you can't be married to more than one person but it's just the the, the still the concept remains that she was in this situation of where, like who should she choose Yeah. and in, if this was a polyamorous world, yeah, so she think, wouldn't really have to choose, would she?
1: Exactly and I think, the idea behind the segment isn't isn't just uh if she was polyamorous i think the idea is if the whole world was open to polyamory so that for example there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a an issue explaining this to david or mike or to vince or uh, jason yeah but that, that they would also already be well aware that this is a perfectly natural choice yeah perfectly normal normalized choice i should say
0: because you recall the scene in the coffee house when both vince and jason are there towards the end of that episode yeah. and jason's really upset that she's been dating both of them yeah. and he's like oh okay i'm done and walks out and then vince says i can't believe that you would have an open fire in a wooded area and leaves yeah, that's her what like he's more concerned about that's what he's more concerned about right but it comes down to one of them being so upset that she was dating someone else. And then the other guy, like, I mean, it was a joke, but he didn't date her with this and she ends up alone. But what if they were both like, oh, cool. Like you're dating both of us. Like, nice to meet you, man. I'm Vince. Yeah. I'm Jason. Like, which does happen in a lot of relationships. Well, if she was being meeting your about it.
1: Yeah. If she was being ethical about it, then they would both already know about each Completely, other. Completely, yeah. might even be like, let's get involved. You know, <laughs> it sparks conversation. It would have been great to see that.
0: And also, can you imagine as well? So she's like trying to choose between the good body and the and the sweet person. Yeah. And what something that I love the most about being in an open relationship is that. The elements of that I like things that we don't do together in our relationship, like I can go out and do that with other people. Mm-hmm. So imagine if she didn't have to find everything that she wanted in one person. Imagine yeah. if she was able to say, Well, I'm with this Vince Fireman dude and he's smoking hot and his body's amazing and, you know, we have a good time and, and that's fantastic. And then um, I love seeing Jason because we have such deep emotional connection. He's like, you know, we have still the sex is still good, but you know, we have such good conversations and he really sees me and understands me and I get such valuable conversation out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that, how fulfilled she would feel
2: mm-hmm.
0: instead of running around thinking she's a terrible person and trying to choose who she should date and keeping it a secret from the other, the, each other, from yeah. each of the men.
1: And I think it's great that you, you know, in me, you've got someone who has a, the great bod, you know, that I'm here... <laughs> With the, the 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 chiseled features and, and so you already have that, so you don't need to look for that elsewhere. Um you just have to find someone that's funny, you know? Oh my God.
2: Instead.
0: I was more thinking that I enjoy going out and having a bottle of wine with my other partners that I don't drink wine. Like we don't drink you don't drink, so we don't like drink wine together. But you know Well, how
1: else do you think I got this chiseled features <laughs> I can't be drinking wine, you know? <laughs> wrong with you? Rude. But anyway, um. So in in a pol- in a poly world, what we're what 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 could be feasible is that um Phoebe could have picked Jason and Vince and David and Mike. Think about how fulfilled she would have been.
0: Yeah. Well, think about like because David was also in this in Friends the whole way through. She he was a love interest really early on for, and then yeah, came back. Yeah. So you know it's not it's not. Inconceivable that David could have been around at the same time as Jason and Vince, yeah. and like David, she loved him so much. He was quirky and interesting and really understood her, you know. But then she could have gone and had the wild sex with hot fireman Vince.
1: Yeah, and then he would, have and then all the musical and um, I guess he was. I think he was the funniest one, Mike. Oh yeah, and he played piano, and of course she played guitar, so that she could have had that with. Mike.
0: Well, what I was, I mean, Mike came along later. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just saying like in the early season she could have had all three of those guys and then David went away to Minsk and she would have still had support from her other partners while that was happening.
2: Well,
1: I was going to say that as well. And then obviously
0: Mike comes along and she could have introduced him into that existing dynamic, no problem.
1: Yeah. But I also was going to say that um, when when David goes away, they break up, right? They just decide to call it quits. But they could have just at least maintained, I mean, obviously like in this it's the fiction. 1990s is yeah. a bit different like but yeah but you know what i mean they, they could have mailed and then eventually emailed when yeah. you know when they had the when they when as time went on <laughs> obviously early on i just always laugh at that scene with Chandler saying it's got four megabytes of ram his laptop's got four megabytes yeah. of ram and i'm like wow that's, so <laughs> um, that's not a lot for people that are listening um but anyway Yeah. So my point is that they wouldn't have had to break up. They could have, because in her head she's thinking, "Oh, well, he's going to be really far away, and I need someone else." You know,
0: she's thinking, "Yeah, like I can't have a relationship with someone. I can't spend my late twenties, early thirties waiting for someone that may or may not come back." Where if that wouldn't have to be a thing, you know, if her partner went away, she would still be able to date other people and and not feel like she's wasting time or or compromising on any of the other experiences that she'd want to have as a woman of that age. So yeah, I think that exactly. a lot of the storylines could have been very different if we were in a if if we were in a world and that TV show was made at a time where polyamory was the norm rather than monogamy.
1: Yeah. But do you also think that in a lot of ways she she feels the need to choose? for their benefit rather than for her own in some ways. Like, I'm I, like thinking back now to, I haven't watched it for a while, but thinking back now, I'm thinking about how she dealt with it and she was like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? So I think that um, in a lot of ways, Phoebe is polyamorous by orientation. She seems okay. with. I mean, she dates the two guys, she dates Vincent and Jason at the same time. And, it, and she's okay okay with it. She doesn't seem to be fussed about, about her own feelings.
2: Yeah, it's true. As such.
1: So either she's just like a really selfless person, which is funny because there's a whole episode that's kind of centered around her trying to do selfless deeds, right? Yeah. But she's either a really selfless person or, and I think this is f- more accurate, and of course we know we're talking about a fictional person that's just written that way. But if, if we were kind of to apply more real world edge to it, I think the answer to the question that we've written Phoebe is she Polly is yes I
0: think it's I think she, there's that the whole episode and also the one with Dave and Mike and she's trying to choose and it is she's overwhelmingly racked by guilt especially in the early seasons in the later ones you know she goes to Ross and she's like, should I get married? Do I like, do you like marriage? You know, tell me I don't need it. Because I think she started to come into her own and realize that she does, she wants what she wants. Mm -hmm. And so she's coming to to get that. But I think she's always presented as the alternative one. You know, that's her character. She's the one that's a bit different. Mm -hmm. The one that you know, had a different experience of things and is extremely open-minded in a lot of ways. And she, She says in that episode where she speaks to us about marriage that she is always had things differently. And so, yeah, I think that she would absolutely be the kind of character that would explore polyamory. And as you say, seems completely comfortable and happy dating multiple people and is, and feels as though she needs to adjust that so that, She's doing what is expected and, and what is quote-unquote correct. So, yeah, I think she probably would be. If if Friends was written today, I feel like she would be the perfect character to mm. be a polyamorous person and be dating a lot of other people. And, you know, then you'd have Monica who would never do it and then you'd have Rachel who'd be really interested and want to try it, you know? Yeah. You can I, see that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
1: What would Ross be doing? <laughs> I don't know. He 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 um took took part in a little bit of unethical non-monogamy at one point. Yeah, didn't she,
0: <laughs> Joey as well, but like yeah. Joey is unethical. Like Joey would yeah. have to be more ethical about it. I can imagine a scene or an episode about Phoebe helping Joey become more ethical in his non-monogamy because she was always really strong with her ethics and her beliefs. Yeah. yeah. You know, Chandler and Monica would be married and yeah.
1: Chandler need, Chandler needs. Just the, just the one, yeah. the one <laughs> not that we're not that not monogamy is unstable, but
0: yeah. oh no, no, but he uh, yeah, I just think he's probably he just
1: need he just needs one person, yeah just to, and that's great, right.
0: yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think Ross and Rachel would be really interesting in exploring that dynamic, don't you think
1: mm. Mm. yeah, N- another episode maybe
0: of just another episode I was of, just talking about another all the episode
1: friends. of polypop culture Poppy Hammery <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think we've covered it we've covered that. Please do get in touch and let us know. Yeah, uh, what you uh,
0: share with us if you've got, you know, your kind of relationship agreements or what you do to set those boundaries and rules. I'm I'd, I'd really interested to hear about what other people do and what's worked for them in the past,
1: particularly different dynamics. So, yeah, like, absolutely. I want to know if you're solo, Polly. Do you have rules for yourself? You know, yeah. <laughs> do absolutely. you have rules with your ENM partners, like on an individual basis, or is it kind of more you lay down your rules, they lay down their rules. I'd lo- I would love to know more, because obviously we can only speak in great detail about our own relationship yeah. and our own dynamic. But there are, at the end of the day, we're just one uh, one sort of dynamic on a huge spectrum yeah. of dynamics. Absolutely. Um, so please do uh, let us know, because we don't want this to be uh, us, us, us. We want it to be a um, everybody.
2: But everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So yeah, please subscribe, rate and review. You can just hit those five stars and share it with a friend or a E and M partner or a family member or someone who you think you enjoy pets.
1: it. You know, maybe 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 my uh, my voice and Siobhan's voice um, are comforting to your dog. So you leave us on when when you go out <laughs> and your dog just listens to us talking God. absolute crap for an hour or so. Um <laughs> But you can also follow us on social media where um, we are at poly underscore podcast on both Instagram and Twitter.
0: You can find us at our website, the poly-podcast.captivate.fm, which is quite a mouthful. So it's, you know, it's linked in the episode description and on all of our socials, so you can just go there and click it rather than typing that in. And of course you can email us poly at com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, all. everybody. See you next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.